up. Yeah. That's a big little, problem. He's a little bastard. <laughs> he's a little bastard, huh? Um, yeah, you guys can kind of sit wherever you want to sit on the couch is where I got the mic set up. That's Last time I set him up like that, and I figured whoever it was was like, mic him, which is fine, too. Oh. So cozy. Cool. Mm. And I know it kind of has me talking if I need to adjust anything. Your mom is sweet. Yeah, uh, well, that's not the word I'd use to describe her. But... <laughs> well, she's your mom. Yeah, she was, she was sweet just then to you guys. She's a cool lady. That's yeah, Alicia comes and visits you at, her, at your house. My mom won't do that. Well, no, that's dude. She lives here. She got a room downstairs. Oh, nice. I didn't know that. Yes, yes. Good man. Yeah, it's nice. Take care, mom. Right. Well, she was back in Pennsylvania, and um, in her house out there, which is much smaller house, a little tiny house, but um, had all these steps. It was a bi level in the house, and then out back at this beautiful backyard, like three quarters of an acre. Wow. Beautiful with weeping willow and oh. the creek and everything, and it was Magic. awesome. So many fucking stairs. And so we're, she, we're recording right now. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. No, it starts the second you walk in the door. Oh, jeez. This is how this is how low key bullshit this is. I like it. But is it like? Do I need to get closer to this mic? Well, I don't, yeah, maybe. Here, try it. Let's see where we're at. I don't wanna say hi. Well, Matt, I'm picking up nice and clear. Hello, hello. You might need to get up on that a little more. So should I move it in or should I get closer to it? Because I don't wanna move, move it in a little bit. Point it towards you. Right. Yeah, I'm not gonna. There you go. So you're Is that like, good? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, that's real. Too much? Okay, here we go. I'll sit well, back just, if that's yeah, cool. Yeah, but just kind of point it towards you. I think that's going to be good. The thing is with this, I've been really shocked. Is this how, good? How well this... Yes, I think that looks good. Awesome. I've been shocked at how well it sounds here in the end. And I think it's because like, I just cranked the fuck out of these mics <laughs> later on. You know, cool. There's this one band um, called Neverkinezzer that I'm going to do. And I, I kind of told them, it's these two guys I really know from the band. I'm like, just you two come over. And they're like, no, I want to bring the whole band. I'm like, well, that's okay. But then what I'm going to do, which I've done one time before with four guys, is like there's one person gets a mic, and then there's one mic that's like everybody else. And the first time I did that, my first show, actually, I did it. And those guys are like, dude, you're not going to fucking hear us, man. It's going to sound like shit. I'm like, well, it's the first show. I'll just see how it goes. Mm -hmm. Sounded great. It sounded great because I just compressed the living hell out of it and, you know, really make it louder. and You know what you're doing on the editing side. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's very it's very minor editing. No cuts. There's no edits at all. I don't like do it. any edits. I like it. It's just free flow. It's free flow. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So you guys were just saying you're drinking coffee oh, it's so while I'm having a, a screwdriver. Nice. Oh, yeah. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cheers. But you, Yes, cheers. Thanks so much for doing it, guys. Yeah, yeah. thanks for having us thanks over. For having yes. us. Matt it. Ponzi yep. and Lauren, pronounce we your last name? Lauren Weekly. Weekly, that's how you say that? Yeah. Okay. And Lauren Weekly. It's Welsh. Oh, it's Welsh? It oh, is. I had nice. uh, the braces to prove it. So. Oh. The Welsh background. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, you guys are just saying how you're drinking coffee because you're, but you're getting close to the end of your 75 day challenge. Ooh. Yeah. So we have right? 20, 26 days left on the 75 yeah, hard challenge. Oh, that's still a long. That's still like a month. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. less, you know, we're past the halfway point. Um, yeah. Decently past the halfway point. How's it been point. for you guys? Is it, it's been easy, relatively easy? So I know we've, we both had kind of different experiences. Uh, with this so far yeah but uh for me uh, uh, there are certain parts of it that i really like and certain parts that are very challenging okay so for the for your audience members who don't know with the 75 hard challenge you have to right. do yeah i guess you should explain yeah that. so you have to do 10 pages of reading non-fiction reading every single day you do you do a workout 
outside for 45 minutes a day, you do um, an additional workout 45 minutes a day. It could be indoor or outdoor. And then you do, you drink a gallon of water a day. And uh, you pick a nutrition plan and stick with it. Yeah, like a keto or a a paleo or something. Intermittent fasting. Oh, Oh, is that what you guys do? For me. me. She's doing keto. They don't specify a specific nutrition plan because everybody has different requirements. But they recommend that you choose something healthy and you stick with it. Stick to it the whole time. Yeah. And then you take a progress picture every day. Oh, Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. So like I I know um, last January, Charlotte wanted to do the 75 day challenge. And I was like, well, let's do 30 days (laughs) because that's what I'm used to. I've done I've done like whole 30 days of no drinking. And usually it's it's just natural. Like I won't necessarily couple this with exercise, like a, a consistent exercise or diet thing. But man, I noticed when I'm not drinking. That's like what I want to do. I right. just find myself exercising more and eating healthier. Because it's always when you're drinking, getting a little messed up. It's like, now I want to eat some terrible food right. and stay up too late you and be lazy. Stomach, you know, <laughs> with well, some and, carbs. And, yeah. yeah, for mine, for the... Um, you know, for the intermittent fasting, what's really been hard has been cutting out midnight snacks because often oh, yeah. I'll use that to kind of comfort myself if I can't sleep. Yeah, dude. And uh, yeah, like I, I can't, I can't do that because af- after six p.m. I'm just cutting it off completely. Yeah, no doubt. That's yeah. a, I mean, that's a healthy way to do it too. Yeah. That's the biggest thing that I struggle with, honestly. Like I, I straight up have an eating disorder, and I don't know if I ever went into that. I used to be like three hundred pounds at one point. Oh, no. Yeah, and I've been as low as like one forty-five, which is like. <laughs> On almost underweight for for my height, sure, and everything in between. But I noticed the late night shit, and I will just straight up like not huge binge, but I will like mini binge. You know, I will find that if f one in the morning, if I eat like something, I'm gonna eat a lot yeah. of something. Once I start, it's it's totally just uncontrolled, and I'm finding myself eating like a thousand calories mm. at night. Do you yeah. know if there's any science? Like, do you particularly know if there's like a science behind that? Because I feel like a lot of people do that. Like, if I eat yeah. late, it's the same similar instinct to just shove more. Food. And I'm not even necessarily hungry. It's like something gets uh, triggered. Yeah, you know, totally. must be dopamine. Yeah. Oh, I think so for sure. For sure. You just get the munchies. I mean, it's the, <laughs> and that's the thing is you're right. Then you're, well, I think I've always had the best diet when I'm able to focus more on how what I'm eating makes me feel than how it tastes, mm-hmm. which is an obvious thing, right? Yeah. But so true. And I think when I find myself like binging late at night or even just eating a little whatever I want late at night, it's totally a taste thing. Because if I'm paying attention to my stomach, my stomach's not really hungry at this point. Right. Usually it's not. Yeah. I've had meals. I'm fine. But my mouth is like, oh, I want to taste something. Yeah. Sometimes drinking has helped in a way, <laughs> in a probably a bad way, to curb that. <laughs> but I'll do that. I'll go, well, I'll just have another drink. Sure. And yeah. then that's something that I'm tasting and I'm drinking. Then maybe after that that last drink, now I'm so fucking delirious that I'm just gonna fall asleep <laughs> anyway. I don't have the energy to get to get up and go raid the fridge anymore. Right. So that's, sometimes yeah. that's help, but that's definitely not the healthiest <laughs> way to do yeah, it. Yeah, that's a, a different kind of balance. Instead of eat. Yeah, well, and then drink has a ton of calories too. Sure. I mean, there are some like the white claws and crap that are, you know, not as fun to drink. Like yeah. they're lower in calories, but you know, they yeah. accumulate. They do. And you know, something about some of them, like the cold pressed sugar ones, the white claws, they like hurt my stomach. Yeah. Man. It's a lot of acid. Yeah. I don't know what the hell it is. Yeah. I'll usually, uh, for seltzers, I like high noon a little better because it has yeah, real vodka in it. Yeah. But it, even, even those, maybe it's just so many, so much bubbles, but enough seltzers and I'm like, ugh. Yeah, I'm full of seltzer, <laughs> but it is nice that they're like low calorie options. 
I, I don't know if it's just the calories, but I definitely notice the times when I take like months at a time off of drinking is like, man, my fitness just goes through the roof. I mean, yeah. even if I do nothing else different, I remember uh, last summer I took the month of June off. I didn't have anything to drink the month of June. And I really wasn't, again, I wasn't following any other kind of part of that challenge, which is cool because I didn't even know about the reading and everything associated with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but just from not drinking that month, man, I was like, whoa, I have abs. My abs, man. And then, yeah. as, and then as, soon as, as soon as I start drinking again, like plop, <laughs> no more abs, forget it. Well, right. yeah, I think this this challenge is very different, at least for me, and I don't want to speak for all women, but the way that estrogen rebuilds is with rest. Um, yeah. I, testosterone rebuilds differently and quicker than women, than estrogen rebuilds. Um, so I think a month, like I was doing good at a month and I was really motivated. I think when we hit about like 45 days, I am mentally, and I'm working on it, but I've been over it uh, because yeah. we're built for rest, we're built for downtime. And uh, so, you know, I'm doing it because I committed to Matthew and myself that I do it. Right. But I don't think I would necessarily recommend this to a lot of people or at least to like most women. Um, Day of rest, you know, week. And they have a 75 soft where you work out six days a week. Oh. Um, and, and you take a rest, take, take a rest day. Day. And I think that's probably a healthier plan for a lot of people. Sure. Well, it doesn't specify what kind of exercise, right? No. Right. So, so you, you could do a walk. Yeah. Like today, today I did my yard work, for instance, and yep. I burned a thousand calories in two hours. Totally. You so, did a monitor with your watchers. How do you know the oh, yeah. calories? Yeah. 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 Me too. That's so, been a lifesaver monitoring. So we, uh, we ended up getting these Garmin's. I absolutely love uh, Sweet. the Garmin small. Smart okay. Watch, yeah. Know. They tell you everything. They tell and you. I've heard good things everything. about the Garmin. Well, yeah, especially the, the more than anything else. Cause I've, I've experimented with different smartwatches in the past, but the battery life, like being able to have a week full of battery. Oh, wow. Yeah. Week? A oh, week. fuck. Yeah. Cause I got the Apple one and it's like a day. Yeah. By this the end one of the day, is a little less because he has solar charging on his and it's a little oh, bigger. Fancy, this one man. has about three or four days though still. But that's the, still, the that's the way more, more than the Apple. Like, female version. Yeah. But what yeah. I love about this, and you could take a look at it, is that it's just a monochrome display. It's oh, yeah. really simple. Yeah, very straightforward. It's, it has the built-in satellite navigation. It has mm, that's uh, cool. the solar charging. It has a bar- uh, barometric altimeter in it as well yeah tell your altitude so and, yeah because that'll so, tell your blood uh, whatever blood pressure correction um, and whatnot yeah yeah so it's oxygen it's been, levels it's yeah. been a really really solid time that's piece. nice this is like a watch that i would never take off well so. and for people like me who want to quantify everything they do when they're putting that kind of effort it's yeah. super helpful to be able to look and be like okay see i did do something yeah. no i like, totally agree right right sort of around like maybe i got mine two three years ago and it was right around when I was starting to get a little more serious about fitness. And it's been having a watch has been great because exactly like you just said, it quantifies it for sure. I like checking boxes off. Like yeah. I'll add things to my to do list just to check them off. That like I know I've done that day. Yeah. Because but I you like being see able it to check qu- Yes, I want to. Yeah, it's a visceral see. fucking yes. thing. No, it's objective. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. How did you end up losing 300 or going from 300 pounds to obviously very fit now? Yeah, well, that was back in high school. Uh, I think I was a senior, maybe a junior in high school. And it's a it's an interesting story. It was my grandfather who I always wear his, um, his he's got the Star David he gave oh, me that has a crucifix in yeah. the middle. Wow. Because he, I think his second wife was uh, Christian Catholic or something. And he was uh, Jewish. My dad's whole side's Jewish. Um, but he, this is actually, he gave me this. I remember okay. seeing him and he was kind of on his deathbed. And he, I, he, he was always my favorite. I was always his favorite. He lived in Brooklyn with my great grandfather and I used to go visit them when I was a little kid when I was like my daughter's age. 
So, um, you know, we go way back and I loved him very much. And on his deathbed, he's telling me, he's like, grab my arm. He's like, Mike, no one wants to tell you this because you're such a nice guy, but you look like shit. You like you look Ooh. like fucking shit, and I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, you are terrible. You're so overweight. You look gross. You look awful, and I love you, but Jesus Christ, do something. And I, I remember he really go, well, I'm just a big guy. I'm tall, and he's like, that's bullshit. You're fat. He's like, do something about this. Wow, you know he was now. Blunt. Yeah, he was. Well, he's dying too. Yeah. So, but actually, he was Paul was a blunt motherfucker as it was Brooklyn. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. So he just <laughs> laid me out like no one had laid me out. And I remember, I think it was staying with my dad and I went back to his place and got on a scale. Because at home, my mom's place, we didn't even have a scale. That's how scared we were of the scale. You know, both my mom and I were very overweight back then. And I spent most of the time with her. So I get on his scale and it's like 298. And it was that combination of talking to my grandfather before he died, looking, seeing that number. And I was like, dude, I got to do something. And what I always tell people is when you're that, you're that obese. I was obese. Sure. It's really not that hard. You know, people go, how did you do it? Here's how I did it. I stopped eating a tub of ice cream every night. Right. Like you have to work hard to get to that. It's hard to get those last five, 10 pounds. Even now I'm still, I'm always trying to struggle to get that last five that I want, you know? Same. It's like yeah. 10, 15. 10, right. Sure. But when you're up like twice what your body weight should be. Sure. If you stop abusing yourself, it really is going to start pouring off. And the processed that sugars and, and soda. All of it. Yeah, yeah, soda, lots of soda. Uh, ice cream was my big kryptonite. I was eating all this ice cream. So I just kind of changed my diet in a big way. And then I just was doing very minimal exercise. Just walks, walked around my neighborhood like once a day or something. And that took a long time to lose that, that sure. doing it that way. Sure. It took like over a year to lose like 100, 120 pounds, whatever I lost. That makes sense. And I mean, some we've been reading a lot during our challenge, obviously, with the, you know, um, and we read Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins, and he lost 100 pounds in, what, three months, two and a half months? Mm. But, okay, let's... That can't be one healthy, of the things, dude. So, that was my comment throughout his book. No. As impressed as I am by the man he chose to become from what he started with, right? I think it's incredible. I don't think what he's how he lives is necessarily healthy. No, so it can't be. I would rather for most weight. people to take a year to yeah. do it in a gradual way to get their fitness back to start like feeling different in their body. Yeah. Then, because that's a different kind it of takes abuse a long time. if you ask me. Oh yeah, sort of is. I, mean, I don't know how that guy did us to say, is he like what, puking it up or yeah. shitting himself no, he all was, day? Or no, like... he was like, <laughs> no, was... he was exercising to a degree that um, would hurt hurt you hurt most people. well you know this is why we brought up earlier we we're talking about kinds of exercise because i know like rest days and when i started lifting weights i was not doing rest days at all and i had a very good friend of mine tell me say you know you're gonna see better gains if you take rest days That's and i'm sure. like what my ass you know if I, you're telling me i take a day off i'm gonna i have be- and it did it absolutely made it, a big it's big a huge difference because you have to give your muscles especially when you're lifting weights you have to give your muscles some time mm-hmm. to repair before you tear them again yeah if you just keep tearing them down tearing them down they never really have time to repair and then you don't really get the same kind of gain out of and it. we're switching up what kind of workouts we're doing but for yep. me personally um and obviously i have estrogen and progesterone to balance what i'm noticing is i have lost more weight doing less um, and it's not just a weight loss thing for me, granted. Right. This isn't about, this is about well, health yeah, Weight vitality. is tricky because you got water weight, you got sure. muscle but and fat. You're talking my about- cortisol levels are up. I'm sure of that. Okay. And um, that has created a plateau that I'm us- usually, I hit, break through this specific plateau so easily. Yeah. And I'm plateauing. 
Um, and I think it's, I need rest. My body wants rest and it's sure. not getting it. So it's, you know, keeping me where I'm at. So, you well, know, like it's Matt a different said, balance you just do some, do light, just and do I walk, have to, just the walk last few and, days yeah. I've been doing like Tai Chi. And oh, that's great. Yeah. Doing nice slow and, movements. Yes. I mean, that's what I notice is like, let's say I, I go to the gym like three days in a row and I just beat the shit out of my body. You know, that fourth day, uh, I still got to keep my moose streak. I have like a 433 day moose streak. So I'm not fucking around. I'm moving. <laughs> But I'm just slow moving. I'm, are, I'm are you doing walk. like a push pull routine or just breaking it into different muscle groups? Yeah, usually I kind of what I what I try to do is like, um, you know, low, low weight, high rep to mm-hmm. start. You know, let's say for the first day I'm doing that and I'm just kind of like I have a nice list of of all these exercises I want to do and I'll just cycle them and I'll kind of cycle them as much as I can. And the big rule I do to myself there is once I start going through this whole cycle of reps, I got to do it. I got to finish it. So like, let's say I've done, let's say I'm going to do like, I don't know, five, six different exercises and I'm going to do like eight reps of, you know, or, or, or let's see, eight, 10 reps, but, or uh, what do I say? Sets, right? I want to do like eight sets of 10 reps of these exercises. I'll do the whole thing. I'll go, okay, I still have energy. I'll start it again. And then, you know, halfway through, if I start getting tired, it's like, no, 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 man, power through, you started this. And when I finish that, it's like reassess, like, can I really go for a third fucking round here and sometimes you have it in you and you're like do it and sometimes you don't but there is a little bit of determination there i find of like once you it's okay to say i'm done for today or it's okay to say i'm done with this kind of exercise now but for me it's like once i say i'm gonna do it like do it sure do it and then if you get to the point where you really are just cannot do one more rep of something you know then there you go that's good yeah then you've done well I feel similarly with 75 hard. It's like, I said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Yeah, ex- yeah I, right. I, if I commit to something, I commit till it's finished. That's right. In the macrocosm, it's the same kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, we so, did a 72-hour fast, and um, wow, he was wondering if I could. fast for 72. Water, yeah, water fast. Fuck. Yeah. But no coffee either? Coffee. Coffee, yeah. Black water coffee. and coffee. Black coffee. Yeah. Black yeah. coffee. Yeah. yeah, you can have things with no calories, but um, so there's other things you can have, but we stuck to just black coffee and water, and we also did uh, cayenne pepper. <sighs> 72 pepper, like, hours? lemon and jesus christ like falling over by the end of that well (laughs) no and what's interesting is you're because you you get to a point where you're you're working off of your reserves i mean your fat reserves in in your body yeah less like a week or more a week yeah that's right so 72 shouldn't be but i just think about that and i like man i think that it's a head game awful it's your brain your body's fine your brain yeah you're it's really you're so used to this habitual you know, you this don't is when know I'm gonna how eat. much you think about food until you yeah, are consciously really not eating it, yeah. and then you realize how often you think about food all the time, yeah, no and shit. how you know food centric we are in our mm. country, and I, I mean that's species too. Right? No, absolutely. I mean that's a huge part, and then it becomes like oh, it's a survival thing, but it's also fun, right? Yes. Like cook different things, and try different things, and nutrition's a big thing, and then regionally, you know, what people are eating. And so you're right, there's a lot of like time and effort you're thinking about eating. Well, and it reassesses your relationship with food in a way that I, th- I found really helpful. That's You great. get to see like what your triggers with food are sure. and, uh, and get away from them. We took a bike ride on the second day of it, and it was my first fast. 
And that was intense. Yeah. What um, do you mean? Just getting tired or? Yeah. 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 And bitchy. Thank. Yeah. Yeah, you get it. yeah. It's true. You know, I was watching like a little, I, I fucking hate TikTok. I got to be honest. Like I'm not. And my girlfriend sends me TikTok videos sometime and I'll watch the ones she sends me. All right, babe. I'm watching the ones you send me, <laughs> but I don't, I don't fucking like TikTok. And Facebook just keeps throwing these like little TikTok videos at me. And I keep saying, stop showing me this shit. And it keeps showing me. Anyways, and then it's also smart enough to know, like, I'm lifting weights. But this one, I remember that they got me that I thought was funny. You know, as I'm scrolling through, I saw it. And it's this guy, and he's like, I think he was training for, like, a bodybuilding competition or something. And he's like, I'm down to 5% body fat. And he's like, let me let me tell you what a day for me feels like. He's like, I'm irritable. I'm bitchy. I'm tired. I'm weaker than I've ever been. I can't, you know, I have no strength. He goes, I can't sleep right. He's like, I pee like a thousand times a day he's like i'm always hungry so i'm always frustrated he you know he's basically describing this awful situation man it looks amazing you know he looks fucking like arnold schwarzenegger <laughs> here and he's like life sucks man and i'm like wow so taking it to the all the way to the extreme you know it's yeah it gets harder and harder i think it's almost in a way when i saw that video i thought the same thing we we're just talking about, where you get so obese, you're so out of whack. Your body doesn't really want to be there. No. And it's not healthy for you to stay that way. And you're not feeling well that way. And I definitely think if you take it all the way extreme on the other end and you're down to 5% body fat, your body is not supposed to live that way. And it's going to tell you. It's dangerous. You're going to fucking know. Yeah. yeah. I got, um. so when I was in my modeling days, I oh, was working. I was for oh. uh, several years in my 20s oh, in New York. Cool. and. I, I had a pretty successful career in that. Yeah, what were you um, modeling? I was doing a lot of swimwear. Oh, okay. I was doing, um, like, I worked for Maxim. I did PlayStation commercials. You I PlayStation did, commercials? I did. Oh, I did shit. voiceover cool. for Howard Stern. I did Howard Stern commercials. <gasps> what? Um, Love Howard Stern. I had a, a pretty incredible career, and yeah, I also worked badass. in makeup and hair and um, art design and film. So I went to NYU, and my, my path really Oh, you went to NYU? Up. Okay. Yeah. Got my, my good path. friends went to NYU. It's a great school. I love, well, I love partying there in the dorms. <laughs> with my friends when we were kids. I don't I don't know anything about the school. Yeah. I lived in New York for 10 years and I had a oh, pretty incredible nice. career. But, you know, the work wasn't the work, right? The, I mean, as an artist, you definitely need to work on your craft. and um, But your work is to be in shape and to eat healthy. And so yeah. I was in the gym three hours a day, yeah. four to five well, days a week. Yeah, for that, if you're modeling bathing suits and yeah. shit. And I mean, my body fat was, I think, at like 14 or 15%. Yeah. And when I got sick... I got sick for a year. Yeah, it put you down. Yep. Yep. It was like that. And I wasn't, I was eating. I wasn't trying to be, like I was, luckily I didn't struggle with an eating disorder through that. Right. I know a lot of people in that industry do have pressure and they end up with eating disorders. I didn't have an eating disorder. Lucky you. I just didn't know how to do it right. And so my body fat was too low. (sighs) Yeah. And when I got sick, I got, yeah, I was down for the count. Yeah, no doubt. No yeah, doubt. So your body doesn't want to be at the extremes. And what, what? I've been learning is balance. You yeah. Know? And the 75 part isn't really balanced for me. Sure. But it's 75 days. Well, that's when you say die. that, I'm thinking of like you, what I always say is proof is in the pudding, right? Of like, think about how you look and you feel. And if something is working for you, work it. And if it's not working for you, don't. Like this, the last, so last January was the last time I did the 30 day challenge. Charlotte and I did it. And part of it then was we didn't do the reading thing. Maybe we were supposed to, and we just fucked that up. I feel like now that you say that, I remember her saying, yeah, we're supposed to read. And we never did. <laughs> but we were like on a strict keto diet. And I remember telling her, you know, before that, I was just doing my own sort of like high protein, low fat right. diet. And switching to keto, 
you know, sure, like I pee on that little paper strip and it goes, oh, you're in ketosis. And it's, <laughs> and, and I mean, not drinking and exercising, it worked. It was, I was more fit. But I found like that diet, really the high fat diet just did not make me feel good. Right. I really felt shitty and that shittier than I did when I was eating more like fruits and vegetables and stuff. Right. For if me, you, that works. And I'm, and I'm having some issues with keto myself. I have blood sugar issues, so keto makes sense for me. Yeah. But I've been feeling tired, so I'm going to have to figure this out. Maybe some. Uh, yeah, I definitely feel like just just like with brain chemistry and and substances, how everybody you know feels differently yeah. on one thing. It's the same thing with body chemistry. Totally, it's like Diet. certain yeah, certain people, certain diets, certain eating habits end up working better for them than it would for other people. Absolutely, um, yeah, and I think this is sort of my bigger point. I was trying to hammer home because I know a lot of people that have struggled so much to try to get through fitness level where they want and they do it in like I, I would always say is like don't overthink it don't over intellectualize this and there's a lot of science behind ketosis and keto diets and I understand that but you know if you're following a strict strict diet that intellectually you've read about and heard about and you think this is the right way forward and you don't feel good or you don't look good yeah. or you're not getting the result change it don't yeah. do it it's not one size fits all it's, it's definitely not. not it doesn't always work and for i think everybody. that's why the 75 hard does not say do this diet it says pick, yeah, a pick something that works plan for you and, yeah but once you pick it you do have to kind of stick with it yes. right yeah so you're stuck with this we're stuck 75 a long fucking <laughs> so let me ask you this are you guys already planning like because i I remember that we took January off. It was like February one, man. We're planning like we're going out for some fucking fried chicken and whiskey, and we're like, we're. You guys have a special maybe day different. planned where you're just gonna get shit faced and <laughs> eat awful and lay around and do nothing. Actually, uh, you know the funny thing with the with the cutting out drinking is like I'm considering just giving it up. Yeah, yeah. I've been there too. You know, yeah. after a while. You get to that point and you, and I know it always sounds so cliche, but the times I've been sober hanging out with people, the last year, I think my band has CD release, uh, album release. I guess there's no more thing as CDs anymore. Well, we have CDs sometimes, sure, but nobody <laughs> wants them. I have your CDs. You do? <laughs> yeah. You're the only guy that fucking wants them. Um, <laughs> we had an album release show and I was in a sober phase and like my whole band's getting like totally shit faced and I'm just drinking water. And it, it, I definitely remember from that coming out thinking, I know it's cliche, but like, it really does not add a whole lot to the fun. I mean, it it can it does I think it can add a little bit, especially in the right dosage. Alcohol can can make fun times sure. a little funner, but really, it's it's much less of a factor than you think it is. Yeah, you know, I think yeah. going into it, you're thinking like, ah, oh, shit, I can't drink and I got to be sober. And when you actually do a lot of fun, interesting, constructive things, hanging out with friends, laughing. You know, I remember, I think it was a, a different show it was the week before, and the guys in my band had me in fucking stitches. And I'm like rolling over laughing, completely dead sober. You start to realize, like, really, the drinking doesn't really add a whole lot to this, you know? I mean, especially when we're doing stuff like uh, like our monthly game nights. Yeah. You know, we, we have so many creative, smart people come over with so many funny things to say. Like, we find ourselves laughing. Yeah. Like, without having to imbibe at all it's crazy yeah. like i never thought i would hear myself saying something like that but yeah but well, it's true and I'm just, experiencing it so differently absolutely i mean in the summer i always joke that my inner alcoholic comes out and like oh, yeah luckily i don't have a problem with alcohol because i've had to quit smoking weed because i did have no balance in that uh, but 
I there's something that happens in the summer where I'm like tequila and you know and mm-hmm. I want to run around and I want to go to the Renaissance Festival and drink yeah. a bunch of beer. Well, it's it's so used it's to be vacation for me. I it took six months off in 2021 of drinking. Okay, I had a great time. That's a long time. Um, six months. Yeah, I was you know I was grieving. Wait, 21 during the pandemic. Yeah, 2021. So and I I had a lot of deaths in my life in a short oh. time, and so I decided that I'm not numbing myself. I'm going to feel my yeah, feelings and heal. It. And I, like obviously, you're not when you're grieving. You're not grieving all day every day. And I went no, out. But and drinking I, makes it worse. Makes grieving worse. Way worse. And yeah. I knew better than to touch any substances. So yeah. I just like yeah. let myself be completely sober. And I found myself having way more fun than the people who are wasted. Yeah, that's so true. So I've had well, that experience. You definitely, you go too far. Alcohol is one of those like you get too drunk, and now it's not fun anymore. Sure. You know, now also it's not fun for everybody else where they have to babysit your ass <laughs> or whatever. I'm but lucky yeah, too that I, I was never having had more that fun much than the people problem. drinking. I should say. Yeah. And but like in the summer. It just it's been more challenging for me. Yeah, I know. Why did you? What, there's some reason you guys picked this time frame. You're just ready for it, or because the outdoor we've been, aspect. We've been talking oh, about okay. it a lot. The the weather is was better at this time of year. Get as outside well. more. The outside exercise because yeah, you're required yeah. to do your one of your exercises at outdoors. least has to be outdoors. Why is up with that? Why would that matter? I would assume that it's about being in nature more okay. and being you know connecting to the earth more because yeah. a lot of people just get stuck in their cave sitting. Yes, it's true. And not they don't get into well, the outside world. And like you're talking about the pandemic, I'm not sure in my life if I have ever drank as much or ate as much awful stuff. Was the least healthy, you know? Even when I'm thinking back to when I was obese, but I was a kid, right? So I was still kind of active, you know. I was eating a tub of ice cream, but I was still like going to the pool and like riding my bike and hanging with my friends and shit. Um, man, the pandemic just, uh, the beginning I was okay, the very beginning, but after like a few months, woo. And it seems like most people kind of either went, I'm going to be take this time to get totally healthy and get my shit together or just fucking <laughs> give well, up. And, and I, I was so up. healthy when it started. Like I was getting such upper body strength. I was Before? taking pole classes yes, see, be, and like me getting too. really strong. Be going into the pandemic, mm-hmm. I was in great shape. And man, after like three months of being locked inside, I was like, fuck this shit. I was, I was, I was gonna, living in my sweatpants, you know, ordering yeah. like cases of vodka <laughs> to the house and like barely doing anything. It was pretty bad. I, yeah, I had a similar experience. I think for me, the most recent like um, uh, fitness kick I've been on was the end of that. I guess it was 22. Well, sort of, I say the end, right? Now, apparently there's a bunch of cases of COVID right now. But you know what I mean. It's a very it was, different thing. Now, no, absolutely. It, w- it was the first round of those two vaccines. You get those two shots. Right. And I think maybe I hadn't even gotten them yet, but they said they're coming. And I was like, oh, shit. You know, the world's going to open back up and I am like a <laughs> train wreck right now. You know, so I immediately started like, all right, you know, cut down on the drinking, like start eating some salads, start going for a run. And it, and that even that last time, that took me a while because I, I think the end of the pandemic, I was like almost two and I was like 190, which is not You're that. You're a tall man. Yeah, that's not How too- tall are you? Uh, six foot. Okay. 190, I think that's technically still overweight, but it's not that far out of sure. whack. Um, but that took me a few months to do it my normal slow way of like, I'm just going to walk and run a little bit. And then I spent some time in Florida in 22. I was down there for like two months uh, on a field mission. And there was a gym right there in the lab down in Florida. And there was like nothing else to do, you know, away from my family and friends and everything. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to hit this fucking gym. And then Mm -hmm. once I started doing that, it really got uh, like addictive. And I was like, oh, no, now I this this has I have to make I have all this other fucking shit. You know, I'm a parent and I'm professional and I play all these bands and I have a podcast, whatever. But I'm like somehow in there, I have to squeeze in this 
sizable chunk of time and effort that <laughs> is fitness has to like make space for that every day. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to get back to it. What about you? Well, I definitely got fortunate uh, during pandemic days because that's when I started the whole Miracle Morning routine. What's that? Miracle you haven't heard about that before. No, what is that? So like waking up at 5 a.m. Oh my and, God. And getting lost four, four, <laughs> four hours of complete dedication to yourself through meditation, affirmations, oh. journaling, and uh, exercise. Oh. So, and really it, it only takes like 10 minutes, like a piece of course uh, with exercise, I was like kind of more driven to stick with a longer time. But, sure. But yeah, that, and then like developing uh, like a new system that I had with my prospecting ended up getting me up into the top 10% of home smart agents. Yeah, dude. Two years in a row. So. Yeah, man. Congrats on that. I noticed, Thank I you. see you when you post about that. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about that too, because I have this problem now where believe it or not, you know, you, you've been here uh, once or twice before. Yeah. That's your first time here. Yeah, my first time. I feel like, I remember when I bought this house 2015, I was like, wow, this is nice. Nice big house, right? Totally out of fucking space in this house, man. Every, which maybe you could tell that too, of like every single nook and cranny of every little fucking spot is, fi- and it's just, it's stuff. Well, and you have a uh, a young, you have a kid. I have a kid. That'll definitely I have help. A kid. I have my elderly parent that lives with me. Right. Um, I got a girlfriend that's probably going to hopefully live with me. So, and I got two cats. So there's a, it's a big family and but really it's not so much the people it is the stuff well, I have but you so uh, but much you, stuff but at the same time i feel like there's a purpose for for everything i mean i have i have a retro game collection myself and yeah. my house is 750 square feet so i can't even store it in my own home the nice thing is at any point in time you could come down here and you yeah, grab a nintendo game out. off the shelf it's true. yeah yes true and uh so, so where do you wait so let me ask you you can't store where do you, do you have a storage no, space or something I, I so i'm fortunate enough to be able to store it in my mom's basement oh, she's, there you go. she's kind enough to let me store it there until i get a house yeah. so, you know this side where size where i could you know, have some space. Have some space. To well, that's, I keep thinking about bit. like I, I if if I can't get a bigger house, I'm gonna need to get like a storage space or something, and that mm. just seems so stupid to me mm. because it's all oh, that yeah. money you're just throwing away. What about a shed in your yard? I have one already. I thought that's another thing I looked at. I could get another shed or an addition. Yeah, well, uh, that's a hard thing with the HOA, but not oh, impossible. Okay. No. Not impossible. So this is what I was gonna. I wanted to ask both you guys actually, because sure. I started looking at this. I, I remember like a year ago looking, and I went, "Okay, I could afford something that's like this is a thirty five hundred square foot." And mm-hmm. I was like, "I could afford something that's about another thousand square feet, like a forty five hundred. It will cost me more. It'll cost me like a thousand dollars more a month in my mortgage payment, but I could do it." And I think the interest rates were just starting to climb last mm-hmm. is like maybe four or five percent. And now I like was looking yesterday or two days ago, it's like eight percent. It's like seven point nine. Well, that's just what Google's telling me. Well, okay, all right. Well, that's first sure. But what I was gonna say is that difference, I mean, I know that's that's like double the interest rate, but holy mother of fuck. That <laughs> that made oh, it yeah. that made it between instead of like a thirty five hundred dollar mortgage, it's like a Fifty-five, six, six thousand dollars. The same loan, just with the higher interest Absolutely. rate for a thirty-year fixed. And I'm looking at it like, I think I'm just fucked with these interest <laughs> rates. So I mean, a, I do want to hear if if that maybe eight percent is too high, and maybe there is something feasible. But also then just get some perspective on like. It's going to go back down, right? Like, when the fuck is this going to go We assume back? so. Yeah. We're not going to see the threes in our lifetime again unless something really bad happens. Oh, really? Um, fuck. But 5%. Because I locked in at like two, five You know, here. in the fives. Yeah. Um, 
you know, once in a while you'll see an assumable loan out there so you can, you know, take their interest rate, but that gets complicated. Mm -hmm. But what you have that maybe you haven't fully factored in is equity. No, I and you take it in. that large down payment for your next one. Yeah, I put it in there. Your, you know, and a possible rate buy down because you can buy down your rate oh. or have the seller buy down your. Well, rate. that I don't know about, but I do know. Um, I did factor that in the equity in here and selling this place at a reasonable. I probably be able, whatever number I put in, I could sell it for more than that. I sure. went low balled it, yeah. but not by much, close to. Well, and one of the other things it still didn't work out. Yeah, we're thinking about sure. is the fact that a lot of of sellers and and lenders are working out creative financing deals where the seller will buy down temporarily buy down the rate, the mortgage yeah. rate until um, you're ready to refinance right, or like right, a right. two year temporary buy down. And they sure. have permanent buy downs as well, which I tend to recommend over the temporary. Yes. Well, that's a game of, is the, is the rate going to go down? Right. Sure. That what you just said too, I, I was feeling like, well, I just got to wait a couple of years, but now what you just said scared the fuck out of me. We were like, we're never going to see three again <laughs> in our lifetime. No, oh, it's not like, but, well, I'm locked in at two five. five here. Sure. I mean, sure. like, so don't, don't, me, I don't, yeah. don't do it. I mean, don't. COVID well, was a black swan event. Nobody really could have seen it happen. Yeah. But did we have... What, did the we, rate was too low for too long. Yeah, that's true. The rate was too low. It was for, almost that zero. That was not a sustainable rate. Yeah. Um, it was too low for too long. If they had healthily raised the rate gradually, right. um, we wouldn't have seen the spike in housing prices that we did. It was sure. that rate that was driving the, you know everyone was buying at that rate because you're not seeing going to see it again. And so then, you know, the competition over each house was, was incredible. Nuts. Yeah, I know. People often like 100,000 over was cash huge, over the... Yeah. So, I mean, that's another thing. Have you guys seen now that the rates are up? Is it... Is it, people's purchasing power has been limited? Is sure. that is that limiting business or just maybe change different kinds of clientele then? or? Well, it is limiting... It is knocking some people out of the market. Yeah. It will be real, but, but then there's, there's still super wealthy of people... people yeah. Coming from California that have all this money. All I mean, it's like and... one third of buyers have ca- are cash buyers. Yeah, which is crap. It's fucking nuts. Yeah. But, you know, I remember somebody telling me this when I said that's nuts. They're like, yeah, well, my aunt or whatever out in California had this house that she sat on forever. And it's a little dinky house that's worth $2 million. Mm-hmm. Sure. So she sold it and moved to Colorado and paid cash, you know, because the house has been paid off forever. Right. And just pay cash for it. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I guess I can see how that happens. Well, so the other thing to factor in, right? Everyone's like scared to jump in while the rates are higher. Um, But as soon as that rate drops, what happens again? Then it's mad market, right? Yes. Feeding frenzy. Feeding frenzy starts. So there's you're getting a house right now that you can get repairs on. Yeah. That you can negotiate with the the seller on. Well, that's so that's something. Now the rates are higher. We're not seeing this ridiculous bidding war as much. Like, can you actually? You you know, here and there. You think you actually buy a house at the listed price now? Because you never could do that before. Sometimes under the listed price. Oh, hey now. See now, now we're starting to make sense again. We're definitely seeing more price reductions in this market than we have in the past. Okay, that's good news. Well, you got to make up somewhere, right? If yes. the interest has gone up, then people are going to come down on the it's on the principal. Yeah. Right. And so unless you've only owned your, your home for two years, they still are getting a lot of equity. Yeah. Right? So nobody's really, like, losing out in this market. Right. Um, but they're making repairs. They're offering rate buy-downs, and you're not dealing with 20 offers on yeah, each other home. Yeah, other people. Right. I remember that was a big fucking thing. Like, even this house I bought in 2015 – it wasn't too bad, but I want to say we paid at least ten or twenty over the asking price, right. which was not that crazy compared to there. There was, you know, just, so just a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah, I was just say a couple years ago. I remember a house in my neighborhood went a hundred thousand cash over asking price. Yeah. So this you bought Insane. this one in twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. Okay. 
That was yep. a year after I bought mine. Okay. And and one of the strategies that I used for my condo uh, down in Denver was, oh, okay. was just uh, just keeping my eyes out for properties that have been on the market for over Long 60 time. days. Yeah. Because, you know, at that point in time, your sellers are going to be more likely to negotiate. Them. Yeah, for sure. Do you still have, you, you sell the condo? Yeah, you still, still have, have it. Condo. See, smart man. Good friend of mine. He had a house um, that his partner sort of inherited from her um, from her dad, and um, it was a little place off of Pecos, like a little sort of single floor. And they lived in there for a long time, and actually fixed it up really well. And then was going to go sell it to buy a bigger house. And I told him, "Don't fucking sell it, man. Mm. Keep it because they could do it financially. So keep it and rent it. Yes. And that's what they did. And now they're really on easy streak. They live like pretty close down the." You know, they're, they're only like five minutes from me. Uh, I forget that Stratford Lake. Is that it? Uh, you can see the pool. Stanley from, Lake. St- no, it's not no. Stanley Lake. Uh, it's closer than that. It's right down. If you take like a federal kind of down towards 120, you'd see you see this pool off to your left. It's right there. It's that neighborhood. He's okay. the only house with solar panels. But he got a nice big house and he kept the other one. And now they're just, you know, and killing that's it. Both of our plan. I have a yeah. condo and a home. He has a that's condo a and a home. That's a smart way. Once you have 20% equity in your home. It doesn't account count against your income and your buying power anymore because they look at it as an asset and you, as long as you get them a rental schedule um, and show that you can rent it out, then it's an asset rather than, a, you know, a, a debt on your balance sheet. Yeah, And then totally. you can leverage yourself into the next that one. That makes sense. And obviously, Do- like, we're big on helping people not over leverage. You need to be in right. the right place to That's be right. doing these things. Well, I've thought of that, but too. You want to get, get long-term wealth. Real estate's one of the best assets you can have. See, I thought of that, too, of, like, I could use some of the equity here to buy a smaller place that's a rental. Right. And then start. I think the problem there is kind of, it's the same kind of catch-22 as of, like, to, to refine now to take the money out, I'm going to get locked into a way higher interest rate. And I'm going to buy something at a much higher interest rate sure. too, so it's kind of a it's kind of a lose. I guess they maybe missed my window there where that would have been a little more feasible. Sure, and that window will come back. Like I said, we're not going to be the threes, but at the fives, yeah, you know. Well, when I looked at it, I thought when fours and fives were like uh, more reasonable. When I looked at the actual like monthly breakdown of that, I was like, okay, that's not so crazy. You start hacking that thing up to like seven and eight, it's just fucking ridiculous. Right, it's untenable. I, mm-hmm. I can't afford it. I'm like shit, man. When you're talking about a four thousand five thousand square foot home in in yeah. Colorado, yeah, that becomes unless you have you know some money yeah um, but a rate buy down you can come down an entire point so yeah but you gotta pay for it then right Up well front? the seller can pay for it too oh fuck Often so negotiate. all right negotiate i'm glad i talked to you guys seller. about it yeah well here's something else so you guys are giving me all this great insider scoop which i love it are you guys aren't you guys in like direct competition too do you ever like oh we're partners we're on the same team oh yeah. i see okay yeah. and do you guys work for a bigger firm or just yeah we work for the same firm oh and I if see. we when we weren't oh, at the same uh brokerage we were still encouraging because we're not competition we don't have that mindset sure there's there's an abundance of business out there and a lot it's not of, too cutthroat well, if well you're no a good agent where a lot of where a lot abundance. of realtors go wrong is they think that there's a scarce amount of business out there and that there's only so many deals to go around yeah and that is if you want to have a long lasting presence in a business like this you can't have that mindset if you mm-hmm. want to be successful yeah sure and both of us i mean i've been in the business for you know i'm looking at um 16 years now oh my god and um That's you know i started my career- uh let's 16 see 16 years uh, well i started in new york 
So yeah, yeah seven, I started my seven career years from okay, yeah, right out of the modeling stuff. But yes, well, you know, that all intertwined. My how the hell? Real quick, how the hell did you get from from modeling <laughs> to real estate? It was actually a really direct path for me. I was running an entertainment company. I was always a little hustler. I was always a business oh, person, okay. and so I was running an entertainment. <laughs> the art company. of the deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't tell me you read the art of the deal. <laughs> I didn't at that point. You guys so. are Trump fans, are you? <laughs> <laughs> for all I know. You know, no, no. no. I mean, oh, I'm not a. I don't like politicians okay. in general. In general. Oh, yeah. they're, they're on that one. I don't think anybody's ever going to disagree yeah, with that. They're one. corrupt Amen. and I don't uh, like any of them. That's true. That's true. Uh, so let's just start there. But yeah, no, I, I was very fortunate. I was throwing major events and um, me and my business partner were doing <laughs> these art parties that really were rave art parties. But our friend's father, uh, Bob Namer is his name, and he is a major building developer in New York. Oh, okay. And he would let us use his empty building in Soho. Oh, and so I first got involved in real estate with him, and you know, oh. and I was doing day leasing for film studios and for you know all sorts of different projects, um, mm-hmm. and being a connector. And then yeah. Bob Namer and I, you know, started talking, and he really showed me the ropes, and I got into commercial real estate. That's through cool. Him. So it was always and, and you my family background you. is in, in real estate. So. Where are you from originally? New York. I will. Oh, I grew Colorado. up. In, uh, originally in California, moved here when I was ten. Okay. So, but my family owned a mortgage and a real estate company. Oh, uh, well, there you go. It was always there's you know, in the blood. I had, it was in the blood. How about you? Are you? You're not originally in Colorado, are you? Uh, I'm from Colorado. Yeah, are you? Oh, you are. Okay. Yeah, what I part? grew up in Southeast Denver. Oh, all right. Yeah, a little townhouse off of Quebec and Florida. You know what's so funny is I always say the state is just full of transplants, and I don't know any. But and I and then I, I like to ask. That's one mm. you were asking before with questions. I don't yeah. really have. But there's one I always go like, "How long have you been here? When the hell did you come here?" And I expect everybody to have been like, "Ah, oh, from here, 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 here." We all came. and then so many people I know is like, "No, actually, I did. I yeah. did grow up right around here." Yeah. I run into a lot of people from Colorado, so it's funny because I know how many transplants there are here, but I always seem to uh, run into all the other natives. Yeah, well, you know, it's weird. It's like a big, it's a big, small town. Like, it's big enough, but I think you, people run in enough for the same circles where, Mm -hmm. you know, you you run into the same people all the time. Well, and that's part of the reason why we're actually, we're actually, one of our efforts to continue to grow our community and our business is, uh, is our meetup group that we started as well so we're starting to get to know a lot of people from out of town what's the meetup thing it's just a meet and greet or yeah so it's called uh colorado celebration central okay and so we have hosted so far a barbecue a drum circle and um and a volleyball. Oh, and yes. And oh, I saw party. the... Yeah. Yes. Now I, I know what so, you're talking about. So we're doing a whole diverse group of events and just bringing people together and forming more community, just getting to to know more people who are moving to Colorado for the first time and very cool. introducing yeah. them to our friends. And it's it's been a great time. That's yeah. awesome. We're both very community-oriented. And yeah. so, That's yeah, great. throwing events as, as much as it's a lot of work, it's really neat to see everyone come together and totally. like meet new people. Yep. It's a good feeling. No, I mean, I'm on the same page. And I feel like when I was younger, I used to do more like parties and events and stuff. And and these days I'm older. So it's like, I'm lucky if I get one or two a year that I've actually like planned to do like a big cool thing. There's just too much other shit going on. But I love it. I love doing it. It's awesome. Especially when you have, you're raising a kid. That's, you know. Yeah. That's your community right now. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, that's tricky. It's a tricky balance. But, you know, also like her mother has her half the time. I have her half the time. So there's another thing of sometimes people go, oh, man, hey, you have time for this shit. And usually my answer is, well, I don't watch TV, which is true. Mm -hmm. I don't watch TV. Oh, yeah. But but that's the other thing is too is other parents will say, "Oh my god, why are they fucking fine? I'm like, "Well, I only have a kid 50% of the time." So, 
That does right. leave a lot of time to sure. for music and podcasts and whatever and the party hell. buses. Party buses. <laughs> that was epic, dude. Yeah, that was. Epic. That was yeah. So so that epic. was kind of one of the driving factors that just made us decide, like, hey, like we're gonna start doing this sort of thing more often. So. Was the party bus at Lewis Cole, oh, well, right? We had a good time well, just hell, bringing yeah. everybody together. How yeah. everyone meshed so well awesome. in that. That yeah. was great. Yeah. Just happiness, you know? It and was badass. music really helped with that. <laughs> it, dude, his set was great. And I love so much where, like, you put out that thing, like, everybody wear some skeleton something. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we showed up, and everybody else at that show at Cervantes was like, I don't know what the fuck this is. You know, everybody <laughs> looking at me like, what are you doing? Like, And then the minute he kind of came out like <laughs> that. And then he even gave us the props. He was like, yeah, props to all the guys who are in the skeleton costumes. Uh, we that's were like, awesome. yeah! yeah. That no, was an epic um, show. We, we, love, um, we love putting on events like that. And then yep. themes always help because, uh, you know, you just find it to be a, a more fun sort of event. I mean, just like Denver Cruisers days from back in the totally. early 2010s. Yeah. Like. Well, Boulder, I, so I used to live in Boulder when I first moved here for like the first five, six years. And there was a Boulder Cruiser thing that my buddy Kippy put on that mm-hmm. I used to go to. It was awesome. That's and, actually how I met a lot of people, my friends in Boulder early on. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Did you all do themes as well with that one? Yeah, they usually did. Although I feel like I was such a, I was so lame that it was rare that I, you know, I, I decide like the day of, oh, I'm going to go. And I was the asshole, like kind of tagging along in the back, like not. <laughs> totally themed up and then i was half committed <laughs> for for your audience members who aren't familiar with the cruisers that's a big bicycle congregation yeah a big party on bicycles brings in a lot of colorful characters oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah we got kicked out of the park a couple times there in Boulder <laughs> oh, yeah. for yeah. being Sounds colorful <laughs> extra colorful <laughs> i do know my one friend i remember him and his girlfriend getting in a fight on their bikes drunk one time oh, no. and they got they got a bui because you could get that you know you yeah, can, they, that. You and can i think it. they i think they kind of threw the book at them i think it's i think it's bad i think maybe not as bad as dui but like it's it ain't it ain't it is Did not they still have to get interlock in their cars or was it a different <sighs> system that they go through? well i know a lot i know they both lost their license yeah um, i, I i'm not it sure still about affects the your driver's license yes yeah. right they did both lose their driver's license wow. for like a year or something that's and a big I, deal it makes me think of like oh man there was so many nights where i should not have been driving home <laughs> in boulder and i totally fucking was sure. there, a couple times one time i remember um skidding out and break one of the two times i broke my ribs and I was definitely from drinking too much. I wasn't like crazy drunk, but I was drinking plenty. And I got on my bike to drive home and I just skid out and broke my rib. Ooh. And didn't really know it at the time because the alcohol had dumbed me enough. Mm. I was like, oh, I hurt, but I'm fine. I make it home. Make it home. Wake up the next day like, ah! Well, and that's like every time you breathe. Yes. Like, oh, and I broke my ribs twice now. And man, ouch. it hurts. It's I bruised my rib once, and that yeah. was hellacious. So I yeah. can't imagine what that feels it, like. It's really it hurts a lot, and it takes a long time before it it's. And there's nothing and there's you can nothing do. You could do. No, there's yeah. nothing yeah. you can do. You gotta you keep breathing. Wait it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of events, I know you do the game nights, and that's what I wanted to broach on some gaming. I know we were talking about that earlier sure, before we came down here. Yeah. But like, you're getting Lauren into playing some games. And well, what was the one you were just telling me about? Was yeah. So va- Vampire Survivors. That's that's a video game, but like the game nights. Uh, oh, the, we, we definitely stick more tabletop to, uh not even tabletop oh. i would say i would say more more card uh card and board games Dude, like simple stuff what Social about game. do you know um happy salmon no Ooh, oh my this? god happy salmon so, <laughs> my drummer and his wife like introduced us to this game it's a card game okay very simple straightforward card game we just get a bunch of people around a little table and you split up the cards evenly and each card you throw it down and like one's a fist bump 
one's the happy salmon, which is this weird like slap you have to do. But what you're trying to do is match someone else at the table. Like if I got fist bump, I'll be like fist bump, fist bump. who's got a fist bump hit? And you got a fist bump. We fist bump and then we can do our next card. And you're trying to go as fast so as you it's can. Speed. So it's kind of like speed. speed you're trying to go as fast as yeah. you can to get through your deck. Whoever gets through it first wins. Oh, cool. Now, if somebody else has a fist bump but doesn't want to give it to you, can they? Well, they opt want out? it too because they need a fist bump. Okay. To get to their next. So card. nobody's being stingy in that way because they no, want to get there. Because they got to get there. Right. So you can't. No, no. You're incentivized to find somebody else to do it. And then the one that, that's really sort of the, that throws the whole thing up in the air is there's this um, switch. And switch means when you get to switch, you switch it up. You and that other person that put on the switch, you guys have to switch positions at the table. Okay. So that's the thing. When you get a switch, it's like, oh, that's going to take a long time, depending on how many players. And you got to like kind of push your way and get over to the other side oh, before wow. you can throw your next card. Oh, interesting. That's a great. How many players does it support? Uh, I want to say like maybe six or so. Okay. It's not a yeah. huge number of players, but it's also very short games. You could play, you could divvy this up and play mm-hmm. like, you know, each game takes like literally five minutes. Yeah. So you just play a hand of it and then different people play another. I'm a big fan of those. I like the long games sometimes, like Catan. Like that's cool. Love Catan. But yeah. Oh. Great game. That's one of my. That's probably my favorite board game. Did you see the 3D printed? I did. It's on sale right now. Oh, really? It's like three hundred dollars, man. It's down to one fifty. Yeah, it's half price right now. You're gonna get it. You should not have told me that. I saw it and I was just. You should not have fucking told me that. Same struggle today. I know what Santa's getting me this year. Well, here's the problem: is that Lauren knows this. Like, for me to add a game to my collection because I have such a small house and such little real estate to work with yeah it has to support at least six players it has to play in in at the maximum 30 minutes yeah and it's got to be easy to teach right so Catan is it just does not fit the bill especially a big set like that but what what a conversation piece that that would be fuck yeah well you know what's funny is i've seen nicer i remember when i first started playing Catan, which is like oh man i don't know 15 years ago now or something i first got introduced to it um somebody showed me somebody was like i don't think they had it they were just showing me like a picture or video of this beautiful they they used to make a wooden wow catan set oh yeah and it was amazing but you know by the time i got into it this has long since been um uh, retired they weren't making it anymore you could find them on ebay crazy, like a thousand dollars so when they brought that 3d the printed 3D one printing, back yeah. and i saw that like last year something i went oh my god i was in this game store that was like up in thornton has all these board games and I saw it and I just immediately like grabbed it put it under my arm I'm like yeah I need this yeah. and then it was later you know I looked at the price tag it was like $300 I go oh I guess I don't need well that. if you yeah. end up if you end up picking that up today we want to be the first ones to play it okay so uh, I just um, might do it at 150 holy shit so so and then the way Worth I find penny. out about it and this is dangerous this is like kind of a rabbit hole to go down but uh camel 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 are you familiar with that net sounds is that so a website it's it is a website no, I think and I've heard it just it. tracks everything on Amazon so you can see the price oh that's right the price history and then you could set custom alerts so of course i got the email today i'm like no (laughs) you know what i usually do i put whatever i want in my cart Uh, and i have it sitting in my cart and then you have to check it yourself but i check it like in the morning i go and look at this cart and and then amazon if you check your cart has a big thing on top that goes hey some prices have changed in there and i noticed that a lot with tvs the last tv that i bought in that, you know, I don't even know. I have TV. Like, I'm just saying I don't watch TV, but I have a fucking TV in every fucking ha- room of my house. Well, yeah, because you have all the games. Yeah, You're, it's the, mostly for games. You have a Retron 5 down there. Damn straight, uh, dude. Uh, yeah, I got I got a, the, the Famicom disc system, motherfucker. Ooh. 
And I got a modified Sega Saturn. I love that Sega Saturn with the um, mode uh, disc emulator so in it. So when's your next game night? Your next retro game? <laughs> that night? well, so that's funny you're talking about because I was saying I, that's the next thing that I want to do. I did. I had a big jam that I think you couldn't make it to like yeah. months ago now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the next one I want to do probably this fall or winter is a game night, and I haven't done one in a while. And mm. usually I would do a setup upstairs. I set up my projector. And I mm-hmm. kind of have yep. like I, I usually set up in every room. I have kind of like stations sort of set yep. up, and then the table. I'll have some tabletop games going there too for people. But you could just walk up and just play, you know, uh, some light gun, you know, police trainer, or walk up and play some Street Fighter or awesome. whatever the fuck. And then yeah, yeah, no, I, if that's something that you would want some assistance with, uh, you know, get oh, it yeah. all set up and yeah, absolutely, I'm, I'd be happy to help with an event like that. Yeah. And, I'll definitely let you know when yeah. I'm doing it. I'll give you some heads up. Yeah, if you want to invite people yeah. or help organize well, it or something. And then I, yeah, I have games I could bring too. Totally, I mean, man. obviously for me, like I want anything that's like couch co-op or that you could sit and have four players on one sure. screen at once. The, yeah, the, the biggest um, one that I noticed when I've had game nights before for multiplayer shit, what we always end up playing is NBA Jam. Oh, I nice. love NBA Jam. It's old school. Oh, yeah. But four players, yep. I have it. Mario Kart's the other one. Usually That's it's for, for four players, it's like Mario Kart or maybe NBA Jam. There's, there's a whole lot of other four player video games that so, I have. So a couple the couple ones yeah. that we we have in the works is the new Shredder's Revenge, the new That's Teenage Mutant Ninja yes. Turtles. That's a great so game. So on Switch, it supports uh, six, six players. So you yep. can do six I'll players. Played that a, first time over at your house. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then That's I bought right. it. Cause uh, I did we have that projected up on the outside, dude? It was awesome. You, that yeah. was the first night I met oh, you. Cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Um, and then the, the other yeah. one that we're talking about doing is the Switch Mario Kart and getting two projectors and then setting them up like, oh, do like a, a on tournament. the corner and yeah, have a big Bad. tournament or eight Badass. player simultaneous. Badass. Really yeah, yeah, Mario Kart's the best. I mean, you yeah. can't go wrong with I mean, Mario Kart. Six, uh, my own personal preference is the 64 version, but <laughs> really, that's I, I, every, love, I love the 64 That's probably version. an age thing, man. I'm yeah. sure that's when you grew up. Yeah. So I remember Mario Kart. I started on the first one. Super Nintendo. You know, I don't know how old I was, but old enough that I had a Super Nintendo and was all about it. Mm-hmm. And and N64 comes out and like, yeah, it's 3D, but man, it's like it feels kind of slower and there was also way less levels, which makes sense. They had to model it all in 3D. You know, the first one, the for Super Nintendo has these like Every time you do, there's, I don't know how many circuits, there's like, there's more, there's like five or six circuits, but they have a lot of sort of repeat levels. There's like a ghost house and a ghost house two and a ghost house three. But me and my friends were just so used to this huge, huge, you know, list of all these levels and all these characters in that one you could be. And when you go to N64, it was like, well, now you have like half as many characters to pick and you have like half as many courses to run. Mm -hmm. But I know so many people agree with you. And Mm -hmm. I think it's just that if that was the first one that you really played the shit Mm -hmm. out of. You know, that's it's what's, the nostalgia. It's, it's stuck mm. in your mind. Yeah. Definitely Double Dash. Well, out of all well, of them, Double Dash was like the one that really, it worked the best. I thought right. Double Dash just killed. And everything since then has been pretty much just Double Dash again. Yeah. It's like Double Dash Plus, you know, I mean. And that's GameCube. Right? Yeah. That's a GameCube yep. game, yeah. But the Wii one was almost the same thing. The yeah. Switch one is, the Switch one is literally the Wii U version just like amped up a little bit or something. So they haven't really tweaked it much, but dude. If it, it works, yeah. Bro- what about <laughs> Mario Party? You like that? So I haven't. Funny enough, I haven't actually played much Mario Party. I love Mario Party. I was a big fan when I was younger. We used to have tournaments of Mario Kart, Mario Party, and 007. Oh like yeah! Oh yeah! Goldeneye. Yeah. That was the jam. Yeah. Goldeneye is a weird one where now you can get it on Switch. It's on the like uh, online 
version. Oh, really? Yeah. So I, I was playing it like months ago and they, they added it maybe last year or something or six months ago. They added it to the online. Is it like a games. remaster or is it? Not for the Switch. It's literally just an emulator. Oh, wow. But man, going back and playing it now, I'm like, woof. Well, yeah. and like, you get like kind of <laughs> nauseous because of the oh, like. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. terrible. You can't, you can't fucking look around no. right. Well, Everything looks the terrible. Pixels. And then, and, yes, well, and, and it's, yeah, the so, level design sucks. And I'm like, and, man. And at you're the time, playing it, it was amazing though. Well, and you're playing it on a, on a TV that doesn't even like really have the anti-aliasing capabilities mm-hmm. of the Nintendo 64. It's, it's not it's not the same. It's true. You yeah. know what? I always love light-end games. I was saying that before, like Saturn, I have the two stunners. That's why I have that old uh, CRT. CRT. And yeah. I'll whip that thing out for like Duck Hunt and and Hogan's Alley and yeah. like, so light that's, games. That's that's another that's another thing that I can't fit in my house is yeah. my Trinitron. <laughs> yeah, dude. Which and, is a big ass TV. Well, well yeah, so like, now it's like uh, just in the last year or so, it seems they finally have cracked the, the light CRT. gun. Oh yeah, the I light saw that. gun on an LCD. Yeah. And I've been like looking at this one you can buy. It's like two hundred bucks, but it's sort of a. It's got the Pandora thing built in. I don't know if you know much about emulator. It's basically just a little emulator, but it has two light guns that work on a flat screen. Yeah. But then I don't know. I keep hearing people say like, "Yeah, it's kind of broken." Yeah. I'm waiting for somebody official like Nintendo or Sony or somebody to put out the thing yeah. and make it work. Because right yeah. now it's all just like third party shit. But I love light gun games. I've always that's been so a funny. Huge I have a light gun. I have a light gun game collection as well. Yeah, yeah. man. All They're the just fun. same when I go like arcades. Have you been to that Akibara, that Japanese arcade? I have. Yeah. Oh, where where is they this? have like Left 4 oh Dead. God. It's in it's Westminster. Right. It's okay. right next to that Coca Pelli Brewing oh, okay. Company. Yeah, right yeah. by the like Alamo Draft House, that yeah. area over there. Oh my god, I fucking dude. The House of the Dead. And, you have all these good light gun games, but then the best one there is the table flipping game. Uh, Did you yeah. try that? What's table flipping game? It's all Japanese. Yeah. Well, it's a Japanese. Okay. it's all in Japanese so it's hard to tell what's happening but you like pick a scenario like the one I played it was at a wedding and it's an angry bride at the <laughs> wedding and the cake is on the table and there's like a little plastic table in front of you and what you do is you like start hitting on it, banging on it, and the, and the faster you go, it like starts amping up, and you see your character the brush pit more and more pissed, and more and more pissed, and that bar's going high, and you have a time limit, and you try to get as high as you can right before the time limit, you flip the table, and the cake goes flying and gives yeah. you so and, many and points, and it destroys everything in the room. Yeah, and just depending on how yeah, depending on how much inertia you put you into put, your flip and how much you've built up, it, yeah. It, it's, it's just massive. It's kind of like this. Have you ever That's tried the boxing one? Sounds awesome. You know, when the like boxing thing comes down, like sure. how hard can you hit it? It kind of felt like that. It yeah. was like, and I remember like the first time I did it, you know, my hand like slipped and it didn't, it didn't do anything. And it like, <laughs> it's like a total flop. Yeah. So you have to really like put your all into flipping that fucking table. <laughs> do you get like a little adrenaline cool. from that? Oh, big time. Yeah. A little adrenaline. Oh I'm getting adrenaline just talking about it. Speaking of which, have you played much of the VR? Oh yeah. Yeah. I got so, the have you Sony one. Super hot. No. Oh. Now that I should try. Is that oh, for? Super can you get it for PlayStation? I'm sure. I'm sure they have. I, I have it on it on PlayStation VR. Okay. So sweet. so yeah. So super hot. It's like it's basically you have all these wireframe, these red wireframe characters that are coming after you, and some most of them are armed. Some of them are just trying to punch you. Some of them have guns. Some of them have ninja stars. Whatever. 
but they only move when you move. So you can do all this bullet time sort of uh-huh. matrix stuff. You could grab bullets out of the air. Uh-huh, you could grab their gun from them and like. So yeah. as long as you're still, you can like look and survey you and look, figure out what yeah, you want to exactly. do. Exactly. Even those still movements. Yeah. Little tiny things are, are yeah. That's so, interesting. So I should try that. So that's been one of the ways that the, the to tie this back to, to the fitness thing and the 75 hard on our, yeah. on our off days. That's what we'll do. We'll get on the VR sure. and you could burn you know 500 calories in yep. 40 in 45 minutes depending you know, on the just game by, yeah Definitely so the, the the i have the i have the old psvr the, the first one mm-hmm. and then i got the new one like last year when it came out and so far there was two, i played this roller coaster game where you're shooting and there's not it's like a horror game i forget what that's called there's not much there you just are seated the whole time and kind of move your hands but the other one that came with it was like the horizon climb the mountain game or something interesting that one i noticed because you stand and you can walk a little, but really the way you walk is like swinging your arms. But there's a whole lot of like bow and arrow. There's all this movement. And I noticed that when I started playing it. And I wouldn't even like set my watch to say I was, you know, doing a workout. Sure. But it would catch it. And it would be like, dude, yeah. you know, you burn, you just burn like 300 calories yeah. playing this fucking video be, game. Yeah, it, it could be like Beat Saber is pretty Beat Saber is very, too. yeah, yeah, that's very like kinetic. You're moving a lot. Yeah. No. This, the one he was talking about, uh, Super Hot. That I would say even burns more. It's it, and your adrenaline from that. Like I'm always screaming through the like. It's I'm like sweaty and yeah. screaming. That's when we know it's a good fucking game, man. When oh, it yeah. gets your adrenaline going, <laughs> yeah. which also well, helps the, your metabolism. These guys and all that. can creep up on you. Oh yeah, you know if That's you're not looking thing. around enough. Yep, <laughs> I always have this one story. It was the old PS, the first one, and I was down here playing it. I was playing some horror game. I think it might have been Resident Evil. Something where oh, I'm yeah, like, that'll get you. it's super dark and scary. And you know, when that thing's on your face and your ears are plugged up, like you're it's sensory immersed. deprivation. Yeah, you're yes. f- fully immersed. And I'm there and I'm playing and my fucking cat, Sneaky, the little cat, <laughs> she's down here and I can't hear or see nothing. And she jumps on my lap. And I swear <laughs> to God, when she jumped on my lap, I flipped out. So I like threw the headset off and threw everything. I was like, fuck, fuck. I threw everything. I was like, ah. And I look at my cat and I was like, meow. Like what? What happened? <laughs> It's such a weird that one of the first time I ever played that one was playing the Batman game. I think like came with it. Oh, um, the mystery game. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. It's a really short little game. Uh-huh. But that I'm standing for that game, and, uh-huh. and it's right here where this duct is. It's kind of oh, low, yeah. so you, and I go to throw yeah. the bat thing, yeah. and it hits. And it was it wasn't as freaked me out as much, but it really got me because. In the game, you know, when I look up, I'm in the back cave. It's like it's like 300 feet tall. But yet, when I go like this, there's this oh, invisible thing, and it's just like ah, it really I, freaks you out. Yeah, and I've totally had the opposite happen in Super Hot, where I would be dodging underneath the desk and like grabbing for a gun or whatever, and then I would lean up against the desk, like trying to like yeah, you leverage right it, and then you go down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Oh yeah, that's right. Same yeah. kind of thing too, right on the other end. Yeah, it comes with a lot of disclaimers for a reason. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. The, yeah, the and certain ones did not many of them but a couple i remember trying like did make me dizzy but most of them didn't most of them i have no problem with. i was worried about that because i have some issues with vertigo yeah um that i but you're not so bad you know some dumb things i've done in my past that you know but i haven't had any issue but i think like a roller coaster one that one's not as bad what i noticed is the ones where you can um kind of like scroll smooth scroll looking you know if you see you could turn your head and look but some games you can like turn the controller and scroll and look 
And like the one I was telling you, that action game Horizon, that one you can look, but it's it's um it's like segmented. Every time you hit it, it just goes like it, it's notched. And it's, like and it's not like hori- left, 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 right. So yeah, it's right. not Horizon Zero Dawn, or is it a Horizon? It's a Horizon game. Zero Dawn is the uh, this is the VR one. I think it's called something else. Something it's something about mountain because you do a lot of mountain climbing in it too. Interesting. You're climbing a mountain the whole time. It's badass. Okay. So it's, you're not fighting like giant. No, you di- fight robot, too. robot dinosaurs. No, you fighting giant. Yeah, no, you still fight the dinosaurs in and VR. Shit. In VR, yeah, wow. it's pretty badass, actually, that dude. If you haven't played cool. that one, you should. Yeah. It came with. Well, maybe I got the. I got a bundle or something. Yeah. That it came with. That's cool. That was definitely the best one I've played so far. But I got to try that one. Super you're hot's about. great. Super hot. Yeah, it's gonna go red hot. Well, in the last couple of minutes, we have. I noticed one thing we didn't talk about at all is fucking music. Oh, and this this <laughs> podcast is Denver Roxy, man. Well, I mean, we don't, and we we're past the hour, so we don't have a lot of time. But like. I don't know. Tell me a little. Plug your band, basically, and sure. in the and in the process of doing that, I don't know. Tell me a little bit about your musical background, because I know you're a killer player, and you play. You're also a, a great. I mean, this. I'm band, no musician. I love yeah. to sing, but uh, yeah, no, he's the musician. Yeah, you're a very good singer. <laughs> For sure. But he, you know, you're like exceptionally. Oh, thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I know. So my background in music, I picked up guitar at 16 and just taught myself with tablature and and uh, just. Learned all the rock songs that I liked. It's as simple as that. You know, just learning Green Day and Nirvana. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I encourage anybody who wants to get into it. It's never too late to start. Um, I would say that it's funny because over the years, like originally I was more into punk rock and metal. And then, you know, in uh, in college years, uh, definitely had like a three-piece uh uh, punk rock, punk like band. a punk ska band called, Cow- called? Cowtown Catastrophe. <laughs> Cowtown Catastrophe. Cowtown Catastrophe. We called our fans Cowtownies. So okay. that was pretty funny. <laughs> That's not bad. Um, At least you got a theme. So yeah. You guys so, dress like cows or something. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> no uh so yeah so like and then since then i i played in a couple uh little bands we played in a little al- alternative rock band called the most um all originals and then uh and then from there i ended up getting into into more covers played with right. a cover band called stony lonesome where we played 60s and 90s uh and i was half the age of my bass player and drummer uh so that was that was interesting when it came to gigging it was easy sure. to get gigs um um, yeah, with cover band. Uh, yeah, you get paid too. You get paid. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the big difference. Yeah, that that's the <laughs> thing is, and and like I always kind of had that mindset where I really wanted to have a cover band to fund an original project. Totally. You know, because I mean, totally. Shoot, that's how the Beatles did it. You Absolutely. Know, they, they played started with covers, but um, but now I've I've kind of transitioned more into like as you already know like the funk and soul yeah. sort of vibes, um, getting more sort of jazzy stuff in the mix, and I play in a three piece uh, band called Electric Juice Box, and Great uh, name. we have uh, we Great have name. yeah we have ten original songs, and uh, we're in the process of recording right now, and the next time we're going to be playing is at our uh, fall festival that we're going to be hosting on October the seventh, twenty twenty three. Very so. nice. Tory nice. Square Park, Westminster. Th- it won't. This won't air till after that. Okay. Yeah, I figured, you know, it, I figured as much. It's but. funny because I always ask for plugs, and I think so far there's been one person that plugs something when I recorded it long out enough. When I went and I said, I think I said on the air, that one maybe. But I, I, I tend to record them like I stack them ahead so there's enough in the can. Yeah, that's before smart. I slowly release them. 
So it's uh, this. It probably will be after that. But oh yeah, that's it's fun. still yeah. yeah. It's good to hey you guys. If you heard this and you missed it, you should feel bad for missing. It. <laughs> and you should make sure you definitely come see them next time. Oh yeah, and check them out on Facebook because they put a lot of their shows on there. And yeah, they're amazing. Yeah, yeah. They're oh, so good. they are good. You guys are awesome. So Thank good. you. Well, I've just seen you like that. in your in your uh, studio space there. Yeah. Oh yeah, but that, that garage has turned yeah. into basically a studio. Dude, it is. Space. That's why yeah. I didn't even. Hey, you're the one fucking let the cat out of the bag with the garage. It's, it is a garage, but like you can. Inverted. I mean, it's a really it nice space. Um, yeah, you know the, is that the we could do the game the nights out there. Control, too? Uh, the game nights, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's insulation it's a really control. the cl- yeah the insulation and the, and the mini split that we put into there really was the game changing sort For of sure. factor because year yeah, round in a 750 square foot house you can't host a party of 20 people. No, totally. but, but you can but you in that space. Can in that space. Fuck so yeah, it's, dude. so it's been good. That's if you guys ever need tips on living in a small space in Colorado, which is <laughs> the most affordable option, and you can man. get in touch with us. Yeah, get in touch with Lauren and I. But yeah, Electric Juice Box. Um, we're going to be playing out more often. We're looking at Lion's Lair. Or, nice. No, not Lion's Lair. What, like what's Lion's up? Lair. Lion's Lair, yeah. Lost Lake. Uh, Lost Lair-mer. Lake, yeah. yeah. Lost, Lost Lake. Lake. We're really Even looking better. at Lost Lake and uh, uh, your mom's house. That's yeah, where your mom's we really... house is great. Another great yeah. venue. Um, we, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens in the way of booking. But Cool. Yeah. Well, guys... Thanks so much for coming and doing it. This Thank was you for having us. This was is fun. fun. It was cool. Yeah, yeah. I really appreciate you coming and, and just sitting down and chatting. Very yeah, interesting conversation. Definitely, definitely, uh, definitely got to get together, play some more games, play some more music. Sure. We'll let you know when the next one is. And you can find Lauren Weekly yep. on uh, Facebook. But you don't spell like we. It's W-E-A-K-L-E-Y. W-E-A-K-L-E-Y. Yeah. We both have wonderful last names. Yeah, right. Ponzi. Weekly and Ponzi. Matthew Ponzi. But they're both E, but Ponzi is always like, oof. Oh, I know. How do you go through life? like? You sure got made fun of for that one. Well, we've rebranded. He's the Ponzi dream. The Ponzi dream. You get the Ponzi dream on the Ponzi Beautiful. No, it's funny. You know, I didn't really get made fun of for the Ponzi, the whole Ponzi thing until my adult life. Oh, you know, okay. that's where people well, like because that's yeah. a little more subtle. You it know? became more relevant. Yeah, I guess. if your last I name mean, was like yeah. Butts or something, then the kids would have been more <laughs> sure. on you than the yeah, nobody knew. They didn't understand the yeah, reference. Yeah, you don't really hear about that till what, like junior high? Yeah, and... right. Sure. You know that. Cool. Well, well, we appreciate you having us. Damn straight. Thanks for coming. Fun. Thanks yeah. for coming, guys. We need to come see your band play soon. Yeah, oh, we'll we be will. back. We'll be back playing at some point. Musuji. All right, guys. Thanks.